Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Roddy Buddhist Podcast. apologize for not creating any new content in a while. I've been in Japan practicing and learning many things to be able to share and deepen my practice and study for others. Today I wanted to talk about a particular point that I've been understanding and experiencing here in Japan. Buddhism in Japan is in decline. And it's very important to understand that what is the basic understanding of tradition in Buddhism? As we know from the famous letter, Nichiren Shonen Shohoji Sosho, without learning and practicing, there is no Buddhism. It's important to understand what this actually means for us. Learning and practicing. What is that? Many people come to Buddhism for many reasons. And attempt to learn Buddhism by studying dogma. It's important to understand the origin of this mindset, especially being from the West and how we approach Western religion in the same manner by studying doctrine. To understand the deep decline of Buddhism in Japan we have to look back to the Meiji era, which is about the 1860s, where Buddhism was particularly sought out by the state to be removed and depreciated because of its power and influence on people. Even though Buddhism resided in Japanese culture for a long time, it was seen as a foreign influence. So the government at that time wished to promote and share the original tradition of Shintoism with a spin on it that it is particularly Japanese and that the aspects of it relate towards the Japanese imperial family. However, as we know, early Shintoism, Koshinto as they call it, old Shinto, was based on the prior, the basic elements of yin and yang, inyo, and the five uh, elements. So at that time, Buddhism was relegated to simply temples were changed to becoming government administrative offices. So each area had one temple, and in that temple, they recorded life events. Also, they promoted and supported government issues, edicts, etc. And this is where the basic concept of Buddhism in the modern times comes from, in that it become associated with funerals. Why funerals? Because funerals were deaths and births, etc., were recorded. And the system in Japan, which is still being used, 
each person would be responsible for contacting the government to report deaths, births, etc. And this would be contained within the family register. The one aspect of this happening was that at the same time that Buddhist temples were regulated to administrative offices, they were also made into separate traditions. So therefore, the major sect of Buddhism, sects of Buddhism were created, Tendai, Shingong, etc., including Nichiren Buddhism, which previous to that had been a subsect of Tendai called Hokeshu, the Lotus Sutra sect. And with this, each sect was regulated to making their own doctrine, creating their own uh, uniforms, such as what style robes, their training style. And another thing that happened at this time was the the implementation of the Western idea of religion in that religious institutions such as Rishul University were created. And these universities were where Buddhist priests would go to study. And in studying, they would earn a degree and become Buddhist doctrine, or as we would say, dogmatic experts. And this is how Buddhism would be preserved. Prior to this time period, Buddhist temples were seen as hospitals, also as places where people would learn to read and write, uh, address any social issues where people came to meet, etc. But this was all removed in this new concept of the Meiji period of modernization of Japan. One important aspect that priests were seen as healers, not in the superstitious way, but in the way of administrating and understanding um, medicine, or as they say, kampoyaku, which would be traditional Chinese medicine. They would grow the herbs, take care of sick people, where people would actually come to pass away, and therefore fulfilled many functions. Of course, all of these were removed and the priest was made into an educated priest based on doctrine and, of course, only learning the doctrine of their sect. Hence, what we see today can actually be seen as Nichiren dogma because all of the previous inroads between the traditions, the uh, sharing and studying, that as we see in Nichiren Shoin's life, but had been removed. So therefore, each tradition had their own specifics of what they study and practice. And also, as we see, priests were not allowed to engage in dialogue or debate. They were simply regulated to be able to perform services and ceremonies, more specifically the funeral service. So after many decades, this had become the idea of Buddhism, And so therefore, you could understand the depreciation of Buddhism in Japan. Along with this, many densho, or basic concepts of Buddhism, were obscured 
and replace for doctrinal understanding. So as we before, a priest would have had experiential understanding and practice passed on by their teacher, they then simply became educators of information. Currently, I'm staying and studying with Reverend Kageyama here in Chiba. And the other day, he went to one of the established universities of Nichiren Buddhism called Risho Daigaku, which is Risho University, based on the name of Nishuan Kokoron. And in presenting a lecture about the experiential understanding of Buddhism, the traditional concept of Buddhist practice and study for Buddhists, linking it with yogic practices coming from early Indian Indian concepts, concepts from China, and talking about the history of the change of Buddhism. It became very evident to him that by the questions of the people in the class, including ministers, that they were what he called gakumon. This is the mind of a student, the mind of an educator, or an, uh, somebody who base their understanding on theory or dogma. And that in actuality, the understanding of learning and practicing was obscured. People understand the idea of practice in the general sense. But learning, people believe, as we see online, many people sharing lots of Buddhist information, lots of Buddhist quotes, that in reality, this is diametrically opposed to the concept of dhyana, or concentration. Therefore, our learning is directed towards doctrine, concepts in our head, in which we believe when we understand or make sense of a doctrine, intellectually, that we have attained something. But when we read the words of the sutra, this is the Buddha's experience being transmitted to us. However, people read each word deeply to understand and then theoretically understand through the mind. But yet, that information is not being transmitted into practice. There is a disconnect. Because what the Buddha is transmitting to us is an experiential understanding. As it states in the sutra, if one upholds the sutra, keeps it, practices it, reads it, recites it, the Buddha will transmit his merits to us. What is the Buddha transmitting to us? Information or an answer to suffering? What is our goal? as I stated before, to become a professor or an intellectual of Buddhism. If that was the case, many people would be enlightened and be able to experientially share that enlightenment. But instead, people share doctrine. The doctrine is a finger pointing to the moon. 
But most people concentrate on the finger rather than looking at the moon, trying to understand the nature, our connection, the purpose, etc. And in doing so, perhaps we miss the true point of Buddhism, which, as I've stated before, is samadhi, or as kanjin, seeing reality as it is. What is the true purpose of the Buddha's experience? I believe that the true purpose of the Buddha's experience was to transmit dhyana, mindful concentration to us so that we can experientially understand samadhi in our lives. To be able to go through life with this awakening, this awareness of the reality as such. This is something that we have to do for each of ourselves. So looking back on that concept of learning and practicing, I believe that we have to look deeper into the meaning of learning. As I've stated before, when this change happened in the Meiji period, they changed towards the Western concept of education. Whereas education was taught by a Buddhist teacher through practice and study individually, that each being was being brought to their own understanding. A deeper conversation was being had. But that was removed, and then therefore one could only transmit information. These basic concepts and purposes and practices of Buddhism became diminished. Only the remnants of what you see, which are in many ways historical re creations or as they say recreationists or reenactors of buddhism buddhism's point and main message was simply to awaken beings in japan buddhism is in a steep decline because of this concept that buddhism is simply a historical aspect many people think uh, part of Japan, but yet removed and somewhat mysterious, and in many ways seen with a negative light. Because unless people can see the purpose of Buddhism in their daily life and experientially understand the teachings of the Buddha, then Buddhism will remain aloof or far away from us. And enlightenment and dhyana concentration will remain far away. It's essential for us to reestablish, perhaps understand deeper, this idea of learning and practicing. Learning meaning and experiential understanding that when we read the sutra, the Buddha's words, we're not reading simply for intellectual understanding but allowing the transmission to happen into our body and mind, making it peaceful. In that peaceful state, we are able to live our life fully, understand our nature, understand the nature of others. Isn't this the true purpose of Buddhism? I believe so. So that's why I've come here to study those deeper, specific aspects of this tradition that's 
transmitted. And that as a first-generational practitioner like Reverend Kageyama, we have those questions. We want to understand deeply. And in doing so, we dedicate ourselves to understanding, practicing and learning, learning with our body and mind, finding our Buddha nature, and being able to be a good friend to those on the path. Changing bukyo, which is study of Buddhism simply intellectually, mm-hmm. to butsudo, allowing others and ourselves to walk the path of the Buddha towards enlightenment, towards samadhi, which is attainable in this life. I think it is essential for us to again hearken back to Nichiren Shonen's words without learning and practicing there is no Buddhism. It is up to each of us to understand this in our lives. Thank you very much. Namo Myoho Renge Kyo.